0: welcome to mind shift we have a special guest with us today yeah but we're making a mind shift we are making a mind this is a breakthrough this is a mental breakthrough and a physical breakthrough
1: for years aaron has been asking for us to have guests and i've always been the one who resisted i said (laughs) he's our guest i'm our guest but jake goss is our first guest
2: hello
0: (laughs) this is uh this is a special a special moment uh jake Goss, you were my Mm brother-in-law you were also the son of susan and steve goss who i love dearly brother of chad father of juno drummer in a little band called
1: lany but most importantly husband Husband. to mariah i was gonna let you do that the magnificent drum roll (laughs) yes (laughs) Well, if anyone should be doing a drum roll, it should be him. It should be. Him. No, <laughs> not.
0: The
2: drums are back there. The drums are. Are those your drums? Those that's your that's drums. my comfort zone. I'm nervous up here. <laughs> you, you look a little nervous. No, you look <laughs> awesome. Loosen it up.
0: Thank you so much for being our first guest.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, we were we were we were we were waiting and, and and like kind of you know to get into to get on set and you were like you know maybe I could go now <laughs> or I think you were making we were making jokes and and I forget that. You know, I, I talk to us about that. It's so easy for you, or it looks easy for you, or you make it look easy to just play drums in front of tens of thousands of people, but a, but an interview makes you a little nervous?
2: Oh yeah, public speaking, and also I think when you're talking with people that, in my opinion, are the greatest communicators in the world. Oh, thank so you. I'm like, Who I hope I can keep up. But <laughs> no. I've, I've clocked in a lot of hours behind the kit. Public speaking, not so much. So do you feel nervous when
1: you're playing the drums and Laney on the stage.
2: It's really funny when we play big shows, Mm -hmm. very nervous. When we play small shows, that's my wheelhouse. And I think it's because uh, I went to school in Nashville and I played a lot of clubs out there, a little smaller clubs, cafes Mm -hmm. and jazz combos. And so I, I just loved playing in small settings. Um, and then when these shows get bigger, my palms get a little sweatier. And it's a funny cause it's a different for my bandmate, Paul. He loves the big ones and the small ones. He's like, oh, these these make me really nervous. <laughs> but I something about the bigness to it, just I'm like, there's a lot of people here and I don't want to let them down. So my hands are sweaty.
1: Well, think of this as a little, you know, smoky speakeasy nightclub. Because there's only three of us right now. <laughs> there's only three of us. <laughs> I'll do my best. And and don't even think about the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that will hear this. I knew that was coming. They're
0: not in the <laughs> room. They're just gonna watch it later. They That's have right. no say in this <laughs> as of right now. So it's just it's just us, the three of us, and Austin in the back. So, so know. Know. I kinda
1: wanna go backwards. Okay. Because, you know, being your father in law, yes. Being the dad to Mariah that who you married, <laughs> I think every father's nightmare is their daughter's gonna wanna marry a drummer.
2: (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) rightly so. (laughs) I just
1: go right there. And um, so and Mariah, you know, told me about you and you're living with some guys. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the prospects looked very, Desperate. <laughs> a drummer living with a bunch of guys in LA pursuing a dream. Yes. And even though I, I encourage everyone to pursue a dream, I didn't mean the guy that's going to marry my daughter. Yeah, don't want <laughs> that man to have a dream. Like, I don't want you to pursue a dream. I want you to pursue a career. But but frankly, when I heard you play the drums, and I realized how extraordinary you were, I was super comfortable. And obviously, it was really comfortable once I got to know you. One, actually, once I met you, I felt like you are just the most kind, gracious uh, loving person. Thank uh, you, I'm only laughing because you
0: really are, but I'm just yeah. thinking, and is, I'm just like watching your face going, yeah. once we realized you were so talented, we were like, oh, we're good. No, we're it's, good. it's not because of that. It's because
1: I could see the discipline and the hard work and the commitment to excellence. Hmm. And I, I just really believe that when a person has that in any area, that there's something really special about them. I just want you to go back, if you would, and like, for everyone who doesn't know just give us a little bit of backstory
0: how'd you end up becoming a drummer no, yes. no 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 before we go there what i want to hear jake goss's origin story that's yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah not about his drumming about his humanity oh where okay. where are you
2: from <laughs> well first thank you for saying that and thank you for seeing through my crazy mustache i had when i met all of you guys <laughs> you, you did, did. that you thing did. was just oh my gosh so thank you it was heavy wasn't thank it you. november though it might have been but i i was just I wasn't even a part of the no shave November thing. I was just being crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the
0: mustache did make me a little nervous. It was a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. It was intense. Okay. Okay, so wait, I I want I just want to alter okay, it a little story. Get I think that's part 3, yeah. right? You're not just a drummer. You're a human being.
2: Yes. Where are you from? Walk us through this. How I'm, did you get to LA? I'm from Bentonville, Arkansas. Go Hogs, shout out. Um I was going to make some football comment because we're one and two right now, but... Um, <laughs> that's kind of good for SEC you SEC football. Hey, come on now, <laughs> come on now. Wow, well, you got we are, yeah. I'm just kidding. but We, we got are a little our, heated there. That's, <laughs> that's good, good. <laughs> I love we that.
0: Do. We are North Carolina fans because of you, but we are also Arkansas fans because yeah, of
2: you. But so. we both it's go through nice. mutual misery of our teams underachieving. That's true, and I'm excited for, I mean, football's we're, crushing right now. We're 4-0 right now. There you go. That's good.
1: All right, so you're from Bentonville.
2: So I'm from Benville Arkansas uh homo walmart shout out and (laughs) so growing up my parents are awesome i have an older brother who has no musical talent at all um he just loves country music and (laughs) stuff uh so what's up chad but uh growing up i started let's see here i was 11 when i saw the movie that thing you do Uh and at that time my brother was 14 i guess and he was going to youth group at church And so the combination of kind of going to be able to hang out with my brother at youth group with the older guys Mm. as the younger bro and the movie, That Thing You Do. After I saw that movie, I was like, I wanna play drums. Cause at youth group, the drummer was cool. He was nice to me. And then I saw that movie and I was like, ooh, I think I wanna play drums. So I asked my parents for a drum set and they got me one for my birthday. Wow. And I think one thing that was really cool is immediately they got me with a teacher Mm -hmm. and versus just like kind of figuring out for a while. Mm-hmm. So um, they hired this guy named Kevin Bonner, shout out Kevin Bonner, um, and he would come to our house like once a week and he would bring a drum set too and the first lesson he was like so are you right-handed or left-handed? And I was like left-handed. He's like okay so we're gonna switch the kit around which is another thing a lot of people play differently because right. they weren't told if you want to play like proper left-handed let's go ahead and swap the kit so it looks completely different. I was like okay And so he was a great um, starting point for me at drums just to like learn technique and just kind of the history of what a drum set looks like. Um, So that's when I was 11 and I've kind of been obsessed ever since, that's 25 years. And at that point I had like these, my three best friends, Jeff, Jordan and Grayson and we started a band called Very Special Guests. <laughs> cool. And cool. I look back on those memories and years so fondly because that's where I developed a pure love for music and for um, a band of brothers. Because mm. we studied bands like U2, uh, Pearl Jam, Chili Peppers, just a group of guys that have mm-hmm. a, a goal to make amazing things and make people feel something. And we just had that. I remember our lead singer Jordan when we were practicing at my house, my parents let us practice at our house. Thank you, mom and dad. Um, He would like, he would hang from a light fixture on the couch thinking he was Bono. And I was like, (laughs) I love that I had people like that early on in my life that have so much passion Mm. for me to just be around. Um, So that kind of set the tone for me, like wanting to be in a band and like go play big shows and things like that. So I practice all the time and my great aunt, um, works at Belmont or worked at Belmont in Nashville, Tennessee mm-hmm. in the musical theater department. And my mom had, they, my mom and her talk a lot, and she knew that I was really interested in drums. And so she's like, I think you should have Jake come out to Nashville and maybe study with some of these instructors at Belmont. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, okay. So my mom would drive me every spring break and every summer because that's when I had a break in school. And I get about four drum lessons from this guy, Chester Thompson who was Phil Collins drummer. Wow. And so that was starting in eighth grade when I started going to Nashville every year, twice a year. And I just studied with Chester and he would record all of our lessons so I could listen back. And my voice was higher than my mom's in eighth grade. <laughs> He's like, how you doing? I'm like, everything's great, thanks. <laughs> um, do you still have those? I do. Oh They're my crazy. Um, I can't wait. So I started since eighth grade, I would go there twice a year and that just I was like, this is what I wanna do forever. And I love learning from the greats. And so I kind of just knew I wanted to be in Nashville and hopefully at Belmont. And so I got accepted and ended up living in Belmont or in Nashville ten years. And that's where I met my bandmate Paul. And now I've been here ten years. I don't know if that's a good answer. Okay, so before oh, you were eleven, uh
1: huh. What did you wanna do?
2: Good question. I have no idea. I honestly thought tornadoes were cool. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what year Twister came out, Yeah. but I, I was remember obsessed that. with the movie Twister. Okay. And like in, in class and they'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I kind of think I want to be a storm chaser.
1: Wow. That's a great
2: idea. And I don't know what that was, but- I love that. But yeah, other other than that, you just would play in the dirt and go to movies in Arkansas. There was nothing else to do. Yeah, I, just, I have a
0: question for you real quick. Yeah. So you said you were in an old band yes
2: and it was what was it called again very special guests
0: do you guys ever do any reunions we
2: did last year did you Uh, it was like a 20-year reunion no way yeah you're our very
0: special guest (laughs) you are a very special guest (laughs) thank you that's very funny
2: we did we we would grow up we just played clubs in like fayetteville where university of arkansas is we'd play like the 10 p.m to 2 a.m slot did you do covers
1: or did you write your own music
2: both Wow. Yeah. Okay. And we also, we did a lot of James Brown covers. So I like oh. love funk music because we That's love so James Brown. That's just a side note, but yeah.
0: That's amazing, I love that. How was the reunion
2: show? Hilarious and perfect. <laughs> and honestly, I was. we all just like, we need to do this more for me. Cause I haven't played like that in a while. Cause that was just four hours of just going nuts. <laughs> and now it's like a little more tasteful. And it, I don't know, it's just like Paul and I have this we just like I don't know there's just a different mindset because it's like a lot riding on yeah. it and mm-hmm. it's like our career and it provides so we like want to do a really great job. VSG just like an explosion and I was like <laughs> I was like I need to tap back into this kind of plane because I really felt like cool. a little rusty so it was, it was fun.
0: That's amazing. Yeah wow. you had a question.
1: No, Now, I'm just trying to think how to how do we have a guest appearance of a uh, very special guest. Very guests. special guest.
0: <laughs> no, they no, are I'm awesome. Just, this is like, it works actually, it actually works so well with our, we're going to title it Very Special Guests, Jay oh, Cross. That's perfect. That makes so much sense.
1: I love that. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you write any of the music? Yes. All right, so give, give me a lyric. Oh, yes. From Very Special Guests, from the song
2: Be your friend and I'll be your friend. <laughs> be your friend and I'll be your friend. <laughs> And what it. was the name of that song? Artificial intelligence. <laughs> how it was about robots. Per- how perfect <laughs> is that now? Oh, yeah, I know. With everything going Crazy. On in the world. We wrote it on, we were in a van on our way to Bonnaroo, just like six of us blaring music in traffic for like nine hours oh, man. and we just kind of wrote that song together and I thought I'd be your friend. I'll be your friend.
1: Is that why you quoted it a little bit robotic? Maybe so. Is that a
2: robot? Jordan definitely didn't sing it it. He sang it like it was at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> He's passionate. He's yeah. passionate. Okay, so wow. being
0: obviously being a touring musician and now making that your livelihood. It's your job, it's your profession. Mm-hmm. It's what you do. You just got back from a little run mm-hmm. in Asia. Yes. How many dates did you guys do?
2: We did I think we Great question. I'm so bad with numbers. Paul and Rupert are. You can give a rough. I, I think we did like. have more. I think we did like 13 shows, and we were gone in like a month.
0: But Asia is a unique one, right?
2: Because mm-hmm. it, it's not as close together
0: as everyone imagines. So yeah. some tri- some flights are nine hours, some flights are one hour, some flights are. It's, it must be. How is that being on tour?
2: I love Asia. Yeah. And
0: shout out some of the cities you were in.
2: Oh, so we started in Hong Kong. Wow. Incredible. I think maybe my top two are Tokyo and Seoul. Oh, I love Seoul. Cool. And like, I know you guys love fashion and just the fashion there. And just mm-hmm. like, I love to, my favorite thing in a city is just to get out with no agenda until I have to be back for an obligation and just walk. Mm-hmm. I love step count. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember in Tokyo I walked, I think I clocked in 36,000 steps. Wow. So that was like, I think 16 miles. Wow. And just the best little day off. Um, what does a day look like on tour? For me? Yeah. Let's see here. A day off, my dream day off is I wake up, I'm very introverted too. So a lot of the team, it's like, we all got to meet up at this certain spot and go to this next spot together. And I'm not like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm picking a coffee spot. And so I'm gonna walk to that coffee spot that looks awesome or that Mariah's like, go to this spot. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, ooh, I kind of feel like Mariah's with me. So I'm gonna go to this spot. And then I just start walking and just walk forever. And then, but the best thing is when we all meet up for like a team dinner, okay, or something like that. So then you have
0: something to like end your day with. that yeah. you can do. You have your freedom during the day. Yeah,
2: but yeah. that's just a day off. A normal day is usually wake up, go get breakfast, um, work out at the hotel, walk around for a little bit, and then go to sound check. And from there, it's the show.
0: Typically. Okay. And but then,
2: Asia, yeah, it's usually travel day, show day, travel day, show day. Travel day, show day. So it goes by a little quicker. Yeah. Which is nice. It's nice. So like Mariah and Juno were crushing it that, that month. And then it kind of goes by quicker when we're flying every day. So the ones where we're in a tour bus, I don't sleep well in tour buses. Mm-hmm. So that one goes by slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... that's it's, it. <laughs>
0: Because you basically, once you finish the show, you're going to the tour bus afterwards, mm-hmm. and then you're driving through the night to the next location yep, for the most part, right? And then can you just feel the road? Is that is that like when you're sleeping? Like is that? Yes. Are they usually like three-story bunks?
2: Uh-huh. So usually 12, but we're about to do Europe and UK. And there's 16 bunks. Mm. Double decker. Wow. So there's gonna be a lot of dudes. That, that's up in that that's bus. an
1: introverted uh, nightmare.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I love our team and our crew. <laughs> yeah. um, but they can't be
0: easy. It's a lot, yeah. You have a lot of it's gotta be like a lot of just personalities in the same room. How do you yeah. and how do you and your guys stay sane?
2: I kind of love it. I love yeah. I love every different kind of person. And it's just like Paul and I have such an amazing opportunity, to, like be the like leaders in mm-hmm. our group, yeah. and so I just like I just love getting to know each guy and how some of them are so different. Ain't even like I, you were talking yesterday about atheists. We have a guy that's like starch atheist, and I'm just like, dude, you have so much characteristics of Jesus in you and he's like no I'm like if I stepped in church I'd like catch on fire I always (laughs) love that one I know they they yeah so I love we have so many different personalities and walks of life and I I do love that like I'm an introvert like on a day off but like when we're at a show and in a venue I love just hanging with our peeps that's
0: awesome that's amazing I love that yeah it's really fun I don't know if that answered the question no it does it does. I think we just I think it's I'm curious like I've always wanted to know what it's like to go on tour But because you have, because ninety nine percent of what you do is not playing the show.
2: I definitely wake up and I'm like, I wish it was nine p.m. so I can play drums right now. (laughs) (laughs) The waiting, the waiting gets hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we just Paul and I just like live for it. We just love it so. Because the shows are late. Yeah. Usually, usually nine, like nine to ten thirty. Okay. Depends.
1: So, what's the longest show you guys have
2: played? Ooh, longest show.
1: Like, is it two hours? maybe maybe
2: like an hour and 45 Mm because we usually have like a set set list that's pretty set Mm -hmm. when we go into a tour but like vsg we just go off the cuff we'd we'd have we'd have a here's the program and then we just kind of be like we're adding this and we're adding that and here we like we build a set with like lighting and Mm -hmm. everything so it's kind of set sure um and it's usually like yeah around an hour hour and 45.
0: do you ever feel tired
1: playing the drums in the middle of the concert
0: no not really.
2: you never feel tired Uh uh-uh
1: so you just
0: have energy all the way through to the end. I Really do usually. Yeah, what's that? What's sorry? Are these are these the questions okay? Oh, I, this, love I love getting yeah, yeah. inside your head because these are all the. This is the best thing. These been. are things I've always wanted to. ask. I've always <laughs> wanted to ask you. But you know, when we hang out, it's like you know you you're you're, you're the the during COVID was the longest we've ever been able to hang out consistently because you were off tour obviously yep. for a, a a large chunk of that. And since you and Mariah got married, you've been touring pretty heavily since yep. I've known you. Which is pretty amazing because it's so cool that you're a professional musician. But also, when you know when you're trying to get to know someone, it's like, goodness, my man's gone for six <laughs> yeah. months at a time. Yeah. yeah. And then we get these concentrated amounts of time where we get to hang out with you. But it's like no one wants to ask you about your work because it's like, man, you just spent six months doing this twenty four seven. You know. It is
2: hard for me to want to come home and just tell Mariah about all the work stuff. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. she's like, "I didn't know that was happening. Why didn't you tell me that?" I was like oh sorry because sometimes (laughs) i just like don't want to talk about me because it's such a selfish journey like being in a band like our schedule Mm. it's just like there's just so much and that's like probably the hardest part the balance and like how if like especially because i'm in it with someone it's not just me it's like a bandmate we got a crew so it's like here's like a tourist schedule but we talk about it with our booking agents and like let's take this time off this let's have bigger chunks that's like Mm. what I like. I live on our like on sp- our sheets, our Google sheets to figure <laughs> out can we make this longer of a gap after this country? Because we we did in 2019 we did 100 shows in six months. Wow. And there's there's a few of us that that was our breaking point. For me personally it was mm-hmm. um Mariah came out to Hawaii because we ended in Hawaii which you think yeah. we, oh dude you're still that and I just like broke down after the last show. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to figure out, like, where did that come from? And I remember guys was like, I just gotta tell Paul and Les that I'm feeling this way. And Les was like, that is crazy. I broke down the same day to my wife. Yeah. And then our front of house guy, we'll all go back a little bit. Before Hawaii, we did Jakarta. Mm. And Jakarta crazy. <laughs> and- <laughs> That was a unique show, wasn't it? Yeah, we were gonna play two nights, but the stage wasn't <laughs> safe enough. So they had to rebuild the stage. So we had to cancel night one and do a matinee and a proper headline the next day. So two shows in one day. Wow. And our front of house guy, Alex, stayed overnight to like monitor everything and make sure everything was good and safe for us to walk Mm. on stage. And after Hawaii, he went to the hospital from exhaustion. Wow. And so we were like, let's just rethink about how to do this sustainably. And where everyone's not just like going to a breaking point. Let's like figure out how we can do this better. Well, I think it's it's really interesting, right? Because one, I want to ask you more about
0: Jakarta, but you guys, you know, you're, you're you have you obviously your bandmates. It's you and Paul now, mm-hmm. and, and you got a great crew that plays with you. Um, and but you guys are musicians, artists, but then also like CEOs of a company. Yeah, that you're having to like manage employees, hire and fire, make sure everyone's okay, yeah. work with your team. How is how is that part of like how do you guys find that part of doing like you know running the business versus being the artist, musician, and like the talent? You know,
2: it's crazy. There's not my wheelhouse right there, <laughs> and and that's that's why that's why I love this because I've just got so much to learn, mm. and I like love podcasts. I love lis- reading books. Like I just read Unreasonable Hospitality. Isn't that wonderful? I feel like that changed a lot of things already in our team. Like how can we be like that, um, and go above and beyond? But yeah, it's just important to know. I remember one time I heard I forget who I heard it was a, uh, an actor that's married to an actress. And she was asking like, hey, I'm just, there's this movie coming out. He's like, just hop on the uh, the call with the business managers so you can just absorb what they're saying like legally. And he's like, okay. So it's like, I love that. Just like, I want to hop on stuff so I can hear mm. what they're saying, That's so I cool. can learn. Cause it's like, we have access to hop on any call. Wow. It's like, do you want to hop on this one? It's about so-and-so that might sound boring, but it's good for me to know about our business. Mm. That's cool. Um, and Paul and Rupert are great at it. They love that side of it. That's so. Cool. I lean on them a lot as far as those decisions. And then we kind of talk as a band, like, "Here's what we just talked about. Let's all make a decision together now." Um But yeah, the being able to kind of yeah hire people and lead people is really fun because that's such a fun opportunity that's that cool. I don't want to blow. I like mm-hmm. I carry that with so much weight. Like these people are on our team, so how can we love them well? Yeah, so that's really fun.
0: I got to go. Well, I, wanna hear, I gotta come back to Jakarta. Sorry, I, I'm taking yes, over. I, actually, the, the, I'm, I I'm, I'm see, loving this one. <laughs> I got to go see you in Mexico City, and I think this is a really interesting thing. I, I, was that 2019? I imagine, right? Because that would Paul been, will know that answer. He yeah. knows every date. Because you've been back a couple times since, but I would yeah. I would imagine it would have been pre-COVID, right? I think it was 2019. Yeah, and I just, I mean, one, it was madness, because you had so, I mean, like, even getting you into the car to co- take you to dinner afterwards was like, there are fans everywhere. There's yeah. this beautiful venue that isn't open anymore in the middle of the park, which was like super mm-hmm. epic. You guys crushed it. Thank you. But it was like so fun to see like Laney the artists, but then also get to meet the rest of the crew mm-hmm. and just like see Lainey as like the extended family. And yes. just how like fun everyone has and how much like how much love there is for each other and the fans. And like it is more of a there's a great culture in the band. I think mm-hmm. that you guys set, which I, I, it was the first time I got to see it and be around it more concentrated, but it was really a cool experience to see how you guys interact with the fans, but then also how the guys who are behind the scenes mm-hmm. interacting with the fans and the crew. And yeah, it was just cool and fun to see. It's and You cool. guys do a good job. Oh, sorry. sorry no.
2: I was gonna say, it's really fun too, because Paul and I usually, sound check is usually around four or five, something mm-hmm. like that. And it's fun when we have people on our team, like what we look for, Cause a lot of them, I'm like, you guys set the tone for the entire day. Cause you're in there at eight, nine a.m., and so it's fun when we got guys that just love the local crew well and that can troubleshoot well. Mm. If they troubleshoot and they're just scream, it's a screaming match. That's probably going to be a tricky show and something that maybe the local crew could have done to help us. They're not going to do because we were rude. Mm. So like the kindness is such a big part for me. Oh, that's really interesting. And so just getting to know the guys and what they're about and just kind of instill that, like, hey, let's. Let's crush this and like love this local crew so well so we can have like a beautiful evening all together. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that. man. And we have guys that do that really well. And a lot of them are from Mosaic. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> It's really fun. Like yeah, some yeah. of our all-stars have come from Mosaic. That's really like cool. Taylor Grandy is out with us right now on monitors. Oh, I love Taylor. And Paul, like Paul and I talk almost day like, dude, can you believe how amazing Taylor is at what he does? Mm-hmm. And Josh Kotke is my drum mm-hmm. tech and one of my best friends. He's just incredible. And John Thomas came wow. out just for two weeks, like in 2018 or 2019. Oh, that's so awesome. He was just like looking for work. I was like, do you want to come out on the road and do some stuff? And I'm, our friend house guy has been with us day one. Mm-hmm. And so he's he kind of starts with like searching for people. Then we'll talk about, and, he's, and I was like, dude, check out this guy, John Thomas. And John Thomas has been like our standard for hard work. And he was just oh, with wow. us like two weeks. Wow. Because he was just kind, having fun, just did his job well. There it is.
0: I'm a big fan of all three of those yeah, so. guys. Thank you for creating a beautiful culture. Uh,
2: but I uh, also
1: love that you identify two things. It's like uh, skill and kindness, mm-hmm. you know, character, but kindness even more specifically. Yeah. You have to be good at what you do, but you also have to be good while you're doing it. Yeah. You know, and, and develop an environment where other people are valued and cared for. Mm-hmm. And because it, it solves problems that you don't have. Yeah. And people who are unkind create problems that you will have. Totally. And so it's, it's, it's not even that they're great at problem solving. They're Mm -hmm. great at problem eliminating. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah. How? What is it like inside of your brain, like the moment you're walking up and prepping for a show, to like when you walk on stage? Like, could you walk us through if you were to narrate like your walk up to the start of a show? (laughs) Oh man. What would that be like?
2: I try to keep it as much as when I'm 11, going up to my parents' room just to practice drums to keep like the pressure there because yeah. i know like we play the forum i'm trying not to think oh my gosh this is the biggest show we've ever played and all of our family and friends are it's like there's that <laughs> but i'm just like you've did the you know 10 hours mm-hmm. you've played i think we play like almost 600 shows now as a band just laney and so it's just like you've done the work you've prepped <laughs> just go out there and execute and have a blast doing it with That's your awesome. friends so i think in my mind it's just like got a little checklist. My main checklist is just like warming up and then just us laughing before we're on stage. Okay. Just try to make sure we're always laughing. That's like my favorite thing is laughter. Cuz cool. we usually all warm up for a while. If it's like an area that my drum pads too loud, maybe I'll go to a different room. <laughs> if it sounds annoying just like <laughs> But we all usually get together 30 minutes before wherever we are in the arena or arena or club mm. or wherever it is. Hope it's all arenas one day. <laughs> Stadiums. Um and we just listen to music and we laugh and tell jokes. And so when we just are loose like that, just as like friends and camaraderie, then we're just ready to go. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. That's so mm-hmm. good. We got to talk about Jakarta. Cause when you,
0: that, cause when the stage thing happened, you had to cancel the show, wasn't I heard there might've been a riot outside. There were, yeah.
2: Oh no! tell us about that. We have yeah. passionate fans. We Thank got you. passionate fans. Super passionate. They're awesome.
1: Awesome. Yes. So, so what was the size of the venue in Jakarta?
2: I think it was about five to 6,000.
1: Okay, so context, because you guys, you sold out the forum. We did. Man, how, how many does the forum see?
2: What is that, like 14,000? 14, Jeez. 14,000. So you, you
1: guys have some pretty legitimate yep. fan base. It's crazy. So you're in Jakarta, 5,000 people do not get to see you. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens?
2: <laughs> um, our, there's videos of like fist fights, like security and people just like trying to jump over barriers to get in and just like scream at us. And they were mad at you. They're, yeah, mad at us, mad at everyone. I remember mm. some of our crew, they were telling us that like they got like some really dark DMs because they knew what hotel we're at. And so they were just like, I can't remember what all was said, but just people, yeah, people coming after the whole crew, us, just very unhappy. I mean, rightly right, so. Just like a show that, because a lot of times in some of these countries, people, mm-hmm. you know, poverty is real out there yeah. and it's yeah. like they like are waiting a year to save up and get a ticket to our show and so that if it gets axed they're like what's happening and so just anger
1: and sometimes you forget the word fan comes from fanatics yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it is, it, and it people is. can become pretty intense when they're f- fans yeah.
0: yeah yeah I think it's such a unique thing though that people would have such a visceral reaction to something that you guys do and care about it so much like yeah. I look at the other side I'm like man I feel for the fans who didn't get to see you. You yeah. know what I mean. And 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 I love that people care about what you guys are doing. Um, yeah. So,
1: so did they come back the next day to the matinee? Eh?
0: Yeah. Right. Which that's also crazy. Was that not just the most exhausting day to play two shows? No, you back weren't to tired,
2: baton? were you? Maybe at the end of the night. <laughs> but not yeah, during it. Because it, it's funny, because all that happened <laughs> the night before and Paul and I were like, well, I hope everyone's okay and things are going, but we're like, but this is kind of awesome, there's <laughs> so much hype. It's <laughs> so <laughs> fun. We're like, yeah. hope yeah. everyone's okay. Yeah, you want everybody safe? I'm yeah, want everyone safe. But yeah, yeah. the next two, yeah, I just remember it being super fun. I was like, I can't believe we get to play two shows. We did that, <laughs> we've done that in the Philippines where playing in malls is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And one year we went out and we did five mall shows and we did uh, two-a-days. Oh my wow. So we would play a mall, tear down, go play the next mall, did that the next day. And then I think the following day just won, but. That okay, was so,
1: <laughs> so that moment in Jakarta, yeah. Uh, which, which movie are you? Are you a Michael Bay movie, where you feel like, is everything gonna blow up? Are you a Tarantino movie going, I got this, I'm Kill Bill? Or are you like a Ridley Scott movie? <laughs> and, uh, what do you mean? It, you know what's the feeling that you have when you go on stage? Because it could almost be like you know, um, a moment where you're going, "This is so real. I can't believe we're getting to do this," mm-hmm. or "This is overwhelming." Yeah. It, you know, or "We got this."
2: Yes, I would say, what's the Adam Sandler movie where he's going <laughs> off? Adam Sandler, I mean, where he's like the uh, remember the basketball players, Sa- like the jeweler. Uh, Oh, oh, oh. Chaos. Oh, what's, yeah. it, oh, what's that uncut one Uncut gems. Uncut gems.
0: Yeah. I felt like uncut gems. Oh. <laughs> just just madness. Mad. Oh, that, that, I've never been more stressed out in yeah. a movie. So high anxiety <laughs> moment for you. I,
2: uh, Not so much for us, but maybe just the overall feeling felt mm-hmm. like uncut gems, but yeah, Paul and I are like, let's go crush it.
1: That's and amazing. That sounds, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah,
2: I think there has to be something in your personality. I mean, you're quiet, mm-hmm. you're
1: understated, uh, you have no ego need to be seen in a room. Mm -hmm. But you have to have a level of um, I got this to be able to play at your level night after night after night in these massive venues where people have high expectations. Mm -hmm. They expect greatness from you guys. And there has to be a sense of we um, we can do this, we got this.
2: Yeah, Paul and I love a good challenge and it's trickier for Paul as a lead singer, connecting with, like we just played China and the mm. rules and regulations, there are still very strict.
1: Did you have to change any, any of your lyrics?
2: Yes, uh, in China, we did in Malaysia. Oh wow. Um, and then in China, it was like a 3,500 seated venue and fans weren't allowed to stand up from their seat. Got us butt in your wow. seat. Wow. And so, and then like our tour manager came back and I was like, okay, here's the list of things you can't say or do from the stage. And for me, I'm just like, I just get to go play drums. It's fun. I just They're like, you have to wear a shirt. So I'm like, wear a shirt and play drums. I, I thought, now you,
1: sometimes you don't wear a shirt. Sometimes
2: I don't, they're like, I was like, oh, that's gonna be so tough. But for Paul, for Paul, it's like, you can't like encourage people to stand up. You can't okay. say, so it's just like a lot of things. And so we're like our goal here is just to like get invited back (laughs) (laughs) so let's just like honor their roles and just crush the show and i was really proud of them because that's hard for a singer to connect when people are just
1: sitting did you feel a loss of energy when people are just sitting the whole time did you feel the energy still filled the room you
2: felt it because you felt them want to jump out of the seat oh that's kind of incredible it was it was pretty emotional one girl ran down the aisle and threw a flower at paul and we're like So it was like, these people like and wanted- it took so much courage for her to do that and really. And people were like standing up and raising their hands and security to go down and be like, sit down, sit down. And so we didn't know if they were gonna be like this the whole time, mm-hmm. but they were like wanting to have the time of their life. And so it was like pretty awesome to see. It's
0: really special, mm. yeah. it's really special. That's, that's what's cool
2: about playing shows. Like every place is different. That's like the beauty of live music. Every single show is different.
0: Do you have a, do you have a city that is particularly your favorite city around the world that you've been to, whether to play in front of fans or just a city that you enjoy? Maybe both?
2: We're really excited to go back to Brazil. Okay. Yeah, because we've always heard like bands, like they love bands and they're like really passionate. Okay. And they are, because we we played, uh, I forget what year, I'll have to ask Paul, phone Paul. I think 2017 or 18, we played this festival Lollapalooza Mm -hmm. and uh, we got to play, they had like, uh, where's it, Sao Paulo, Buenos Aires and uh, Santiago. No Rio? No re on that one, but uh, we, um, so we're playing in Brazil. We're like, oh my gosh, here we go. We finally get to play Brazil. And we're in the middle of our second song. And like people are storming from other stages to come see us and we can like see them running down. Like, this is awesome. And then in our inner monitor, someone goes, everybody stop the show right now, get off the stage. We're like, what? And they're like, you gotta just stop playing. We're like, okay. And a storm was coming in. And so we only got to play one and a half songs. No. Yeah. Wow. So that was our first experience, but Paul and I were so bummed because we could see, we could feel like what everybody's talking about with the Brazilian fan base. Um, So so, you have to go back. So we, but we went back and almost missed that show because we were stuck in Argentina on a flight because of weather. (laughs) Oh no. And we almost had to land and take a helicopter to the venue just to make it. Mm. But we were able to land early enough to where we made it just in time for the show. Oh my god! Crazy. That's but, crazy. Yeah, we love South America, Latin America. It's like, because we haven't played there as much as other places. Okay. Like Manila is one of the craziest places in the world. Like the fans there are amazing. Mm. Um, and we play our biggest shows there. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, like like going to Mexico and stuff. Like we just yeah. love that.
0: That's it's so. You guys are hopefully
2: El Salvador one day.
0: El Salvador, would yeah, be that'd be amazing. That'd be yeah. fun.
1: Yeah. But there's just so many questions in my mind, even just about how you developed. Um, the level of mastery that you have, you know, and do you ever get bored of playing the drums? I don't think so. No? No. Do you you love practice as much as you love performing?
2: No, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I did. I I love it because I had until, yeah, I love it because I got to obsess over it and practice when I was younger for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, now like, rehearsal, I'm just like, oh man, I know we have to do this, but I just can't wait to the performance. Cause it's like that that's your one shot with the crowd. Here's your hour and a half to see what happens. And I, there's some clicks in me when it's the mm-hmm. performance that just kind of elevates something and unlocks something in me, but I know rehearsal and practice is, is important.
1: Well, are you practicing the exact song, the way you're gonna perform it? Or are you sometimes practicing developing new skills on the drums?
2: Early on, new skills for sure. Um, and nowadays, maybe I'm practicing the foundation of it to see when the performance happens. Okay, I've got the foundation, now let's see where it goes from the bags of tricks I have or something. Um,
1: How do you know when you're over drumming?
2: Ooh, ooh, good, good question, because I can't wait to talk about my teacher, Chester, who I w- went to see. Mm-hmm. I played in a jazz combo with him, or he was a teacher and I was the drummer. Mm-hmm. And he just said, okay, so you're in a jazz combo, he said, I want, I want you to be able to sing back every part that every musician's playing. And If you can't, then you're not listening well. And wow. so I try, if I can't hear what everybody's doing and I can't like sing it back in my head, then I'm overplaying.
1: So you're not just thinking about the drums.
2: Yeah, that's why like in our intermix, I got to hear everything because I want to know what everybody's doing because you feed off each other. And that's like my favorite musicians, like especially live records something that's not on the recorded record goes to a whole new place live because they're just listening to each other.
1: I never knew that to be a great drummer, you had to be a great
0: listener.
2: Oh, yeah. In my opinion, for sure. Who are some of your favorite drummers out there in the world? Oh, my gosh. We could have like 900 podcasts on this one. (laughs) Well, my number one is Chad Smith from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I just
0: saw a video on TikTok yesterday where have you seen this thing online where they, they bring in these like legend drummers and they show them like a like a pop song or yep. like a just completely different genre of a song.
2: He did 30 Seconds to Mars. He did 30 seconds to Mars yeah. And they don't
0: tell them what the song is, they yeah. just play the song. And like, and I think they play it without drums. Yeah, so without that, drums so you don't hear the original track. So you oh, only wow. hear like all the instru- other instruments and the singer and they kind of like, they let the drummer play what they would play on the track. And then they play the the thing back with both drum, mm-hmm. like yeah, and they kind of like see like oh like did you guess it right or did you do something different, right? Did, yeah, did you see that one? Oh yeah, he's insane. Mm-hmm. His ability to ju- I mean I think he almost like matched it perfectly. He did, yeah, and, he was very close. And at the end he was like well, wait like what song is this? And they were like thirty seconds to Mars. He's like oh Jared's band, sick. He's like yeah once I figured out the time signature like but then I like I figured the rest of it out and I was like oh my goodness. But why is he your favorite drummer? Sorry. I side, like cuz a lot story. a
2: lot of people think cuz Red Hot Chili Peppers is one of my favorite cuz they're style and they're just mm-hmm. danger on stage They're just crazy and I love <laughs> it but I think he's
1: So you're, they were more like very special guests.
2: Yes. Definitely <laughs> definitely Chili Peppers inspired. I used to set up my drums kind of like him. He had this symbol mm-hmm. that he would set up like this vertical and just like and I would just like copy him. Um but it's funny cuz at the beginning it was more cuz he was he just played with so much Attitude, and he was just wild, and I just loved it. But now, being having played for 25 years, I think he's one of the best listeners ever, because wow. their show—I've never seen a show that's that different every single night. They'll come out and they just start a new jam, but they follow each other because they listen well to each other. Mm. It's like John Frusciante, Flea, and Chad Smith, the rhythm section, mm-hmm. and they just—they just follow each other so well, and, and they like take take it up together and they bring it down together, just because wow. they like love. They respect each other and they listen well. So he's, he's, so he's, he's number one. Then I could go for hours and hours about others. <laughs> <laughs> but it just shows, I mean, I, I know I have a bias, but
1: when, when you play the drums, even at Mosaic, I have a visceral experience. It's Thank just you. different. Like we have a lot of good drummers, but you're world-class. And it, when you play, it says something to me, I mean, I can, it feels as if the, the drums speak. Mm-hmm. And it it just has never connected to me that y- you were listening. Mm-hmm. I think in my mind, you're sort of in your head, playing, doing what you do. Yeah. And it, it just seems to me so much more communal, more powerful when I realize, no, you're absorbing what everyone else is saying, and yeah. translating that through the drums. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, really beautiful. Thank you. I have a very bizarre question, I guess, <laughs> it just out of nowhere, but, um, do you think Karen Carpenter was a great drummer?
2: Oh, yeah, she's a stud from the Carpenters, of course. Yeah, rainy days of Monday. No, I'm, I'm a bad judge too because if any song has any kind of radio play or mm-hmm. a band that's playing big shows, it's working, the drummer's doing something right, they're yeah. carrying it enough to where people are listening and moving and feeling something. And so, any kind of anybody that knows of a band and they're like, What do you think of the drummer? I'm like, they're awesome
1: (laughs) i just thought it to me is interesting because you know i never i was never a carpenter's fan in terms of the music was a little too soft for me Mm -hmm. you know but then when you get behind that you realize oh she's like a world-class drummer yeah and talent so oftentimes comes across as simplicity
2: Mm
1: -hmm. you know and then when i hear you play it's not that you're playing more than the other drummers that i've heard sometimes it's dramatic how much less you're playing yeah it just translates into a deeper feeling yeah and is there a way that you you navigate that to know what actually carries a deeper emotion and what is White noise,
2: yeah, definitely started from just overplaying and just being <laughs> self like vsG, We're all up there just doing whatever. we're yeah. li- we're listening and we're feeding off each other. <laughs> but I'm also like, ooh, I practice for six hours today, so I gotta do something I practice today. <laughs> 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 and so, and then and then I You're moved to Nashville most. and went to Belmont, and some teacher just changed my life. He said, like I would play something. And he should be like, I can just hear you thinking about what you want to do next. He's like, And I just learned so much about, he's just like, let's just talk about how we serve the song. And so ever since then, it just kind of changed my approach just to serve the song, serve the artist. Mm. And that's why, I love, cause I got to play drums for a lot of people in Nashville. And I just was so excited, I was like, I just want to be like the best hired gunner they've ever had, cause I just Mm. listen well and I want to serve the song and not make it about me. Cause I feel like when I got to Nashville, I was like, all right, I'm going to count you in. And then I would start and just start doing a drum solo <laughs> in my head, <laughs> just like, let's make it about me. Listen to what I can do. Because you toured with Jars of Clay for a while. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. I actually remember uh, Mariah actually went and sang yes. at a Jars of Clay concert. That's as an connection. opening. Mariah it's, toured with them for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. And because I traveled with her during that little span. But um, it, it's interesting when you say that, because when you write, the editing process is really Serving the reader, mm. you know. Yeah. When you, to me, when you first write, you're serving yourself. Yeah. It's the editing that serves the reader. Yeah. And taking out everything that is important to you, mm-hmm. but really isn't fundamentally necessary for the reader. Yeah. It actually gets in the way of the book. Totally. And one of the hardest things as a writer is to cut all. I mean, everything I cut, I loved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, huh? if I feel like I'm just taking out like that's funny meat. I'm yep. not cutting fat, I'm cutting meat at, out of it. And I have to convince myself, it's not about how the book speaks to me, it's about how the book will speak to the person who reads it. Mm. And in the same way with a message, a lot of times a person's talk will go so long because they have to say everything they think. Yeah. And so they say so much more than what everyone needs. Mm. And it, you, it's it's really hard as a communicator to go, these 30 minutes or this 45 minutes or this hour, it's not about what I need to say, it's what they need to hear. Mm. It seems like it's the same process.
2: Yeah, there's there's three drummers. I know it's not a drummer's podcast, but i love to the highlight there. <laughs> today it is. And you, you two and Coldplay, mm-hmm. Will Champion for Coldplay, Larry Mullen Jr. Two mm. of my favorite drummers ever, because those guys just play exactly what is needed for that song. And it is just like, and what, what another thing I love when we're in the studio and we're like writing drum parts or, doing something, I just love thinking about, can a four-year-old sing it back to me when I'm playing? Is it that simple enough? Because mm. I love like a lot of Coldplay and U2, anybody can sing along with the drum tracks. Mm. The Phil Collins drum fill, Phil Collins drum fill in, in the air tonight. Most of the world can play that because it's so singable, so simple, but so powerful. Wow. Phil Collins is another hero. Yeah. And then Meg White from The White Stripes. Oof. See, people think like, oh no, and I'm like, she is amazing because amazing. she just yeah. played what was perfect for The White Stripes. Oh, she played it with so much style, so much attitude. Yeah, it's so good, so loose. Like I, like in high school, I played marching band where it's all precision. You Mm -hmm. all match stick height, you match everything. And then I was like, okay, marching season's done, so I need to go listen to some really loose music. So I got like bands like Stone Temple Pilots, White Stripes, like these bands that just like, the drummer. It sounds like he's playing to an arena because it's just like so open and loose, but it's just perfect for the song. I just love drummers like that.
0: Yep. So you did drumline in high school? Oh, yeah. Did you do all four years? Yeah. Oh man, I loved it. So you guys would play still like, love football it. games,
2: basketball games, the whole thing? I almost went to University of Arkansas just for one year so I could march during the football games. <laughs> <laughs> just so I could be there and play drum set in the basketball games. But I was like, I need to go to Nashville. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing. That's really cool. It, it just seems to me, one, I didn't know you were on drumline. That's kind of amazing. And it seems to me, though, that there's like, a flavor of of jazz in your drumming mm-hmm. even when you're with laney which you think of more as i guess like pop mm-hmm. and um and yet when i'm listening i feel it's almost like i feel like you have a a pop sound with a jazz undertone or something cool and i mean do you have a pretty strong jazz background or
2: yeah and at college um the drum majors you had to play in like jazz combos and that was my favorite thing mm-hmm. and i love one of my other favorite things on tour, if I can go find a jazz club, I'm I'm so set. Thank Especially us. in New York, there's so many there's spots. so many cool spots. And uh, one time, Mariah and I, she was working out there with Arturo, and we went to, uh, we were going to this Mexican spot, and we were just walking around, and there was a trio set up on a rug on the street, outside of like this brewery. That's mm. cool. And I was like, hold on, stop for a second. And it was like one of my favorite jazz drummers, his name's Ari Honig. Uh-huh. and you're just out there on the street playing, and I was just like- That's crazy. I I was like trying to touch me, like I couldn't focus. He's <laughs> like, let's go, and I'm like, hold on. Um, but that's what I love. I love, I, I just love every kind of drummer. Chad Smith, bombastic, huge, jazz, tiny, playing this like the smallest like loudness. Yeah, so subtle. I love dynamics, mm-hmm. and so jazz is like the best in that. It's like someone can play so quietly, but it'd be powerful and then pick their moment to go way big with it. So I just love the taste.
1: So does any of your personality translate in the way, in your style of drumming? Yeah. All right, so talk to me about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, how would you describe your style? Yeah.
1: We wanna know what Gosh. the Jay Goss style is. Ooh, I don't know. What are kids gonna be emulating 10 years from now? Oh playing man. Jay
0: Goss. Good
2: question.
1: And it's okay to talk about yourself. (laughs) My style, which I know you desperately try not to do.
2: (laughs) I would say, ooh, because I like the the Coldplay foundation where he served the song, Mm -hmm. served the song, but in a cool and quirky way. Cool and quirky way.
0: I think that I think that actually really does define Describe. his personality yeah. <laughs> cool and quirky. quirky cool and quirky but very 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 masterful and intentional very intentional because very you intentional. are so you're like you're so when the few times i've seen you kind of do what you do you're so specific yeah if and i it almost doesn't look like it and that's how like natural it is but i know you're like up there
2: yeah if i have a show where i'm like i oh, i did that little i played that song and i didn't have a lot of intention in it that it just eats me up i'm like mm. oh, i wasn't I wasn't all there that one that's not okay because that's not how I want. I want it like every note to be so intentional that's cool thanks for saying intention i like that how often you're welcome i got you back <laughs>
0: um, how often do you do you ever change it up from what you what's on the record to a live show every show and do you ever change it up from practice and just throw a little like you know the oh yeah from a practice from a i feel
2: like it's more of the foundation mm-hmm. do we have do we know like where we want to take the song and like how to do it live. Do we have the foundation where we want to go and then live it's like, I think it's cause like the chili peppers and bands where I'm just like, they just every night so different. That's so You I don't want to go out there and do the exact same thing. Leave my family to do the exact same thing every single night. It's mm-hmm. like, I want to go just let it be a new, beautiful thing every time.
0: That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm. I, okay, so I, we've we've been doing this for like fifty minutes. So I don't. I want to. I, I just wanted to say we're probably gonna. Wrap I just this have to up, throw something in on the side. Okay, i uh, just
1: watching the interaction of this. This is our first guest, first interview. You, I'm <clears throat> mind blown. Not
0: because I knew you were always gonna be special, and I'm so grateful. And we've waited for a while to ask you because I know we've wanted to do this for a long time. But like you're, you have just so much insight. In the way you see, the way you see the 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 world through drumming is just Thank such you. one of my favorite things. Well, to I was gonna say something a little bit different. Well, yeah, say whatever you want. No, it's that
1: the skill that you bring by listening to be a world class drummer. Um, I've been observing over this conversation with you, Aaron. Mm. Uh, you're a world class interviewer. Thank you. Because you not. really pay attention and listen, and um, I just I found myself just watching and listening and <laughs> and and going back and forth going how's he able to get there so fast and then it's really was a beautiful thing to observe and i i feel like i'm gonna have to get better <laughs> no, <laughs> at this no, and, no. but uh I, I, I just love this it's been really wonderful to watch and thank to experience you. Been
0: fun. Oh, i hope you come back please come back
2: absolutely because
0: i i like honestly you're one of the most because i i i just love the time we get to spend together but you're just like a mystery to me in so many levels <laughs> because you, cause you are someone who's like, you are introverted, you're chill. Oftentimes it's Mariah making you like, Jake, tell him what you really think. Yes, You know what I mean? Or like I'll ask you and you just give like, you're just the easiest person. Well, you know, I just think I look back at all of our, at our experiences So this has been awesome because I'm like, I've got him locked down for 50 minutes. I'm gonna grill him.
2: Can I add one thing?
0: Yeah, of course. Because
2: I love the ask about favorite drummers, but when people ask about like advice, I just, I love every, I love being so inspired by everything, not drums. Like <laughs> you're talking about drums mm-hmm. and stuff and at church, I'm, I'll I'll be inspired to do something by the way, Mariah leads a song or what she says before it. I'm like, ooh, that's gonna take me to a new place. And so I just like, I'm so inspired by everything, not drums too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, sometimes if I can't hit the practice room, it's like, okay, maybe I'll read something. I'll listen to a podcast. I'll do something that doesn't have anything to do with music. And then I get behind the kit and something new comes out of me just cause I like leaned into something that's so different it. than drums. So that's just uh, random. I love, no, that's, that's yeah, yeah.
1: such good advice. Yeah. And it, it's it's somewhat the um, continuing conversation that I was having this past week at Mosaic saying, um, I love the scriptures, but I also love physics, mm-hmm. and I love sports, and I love math, and I love all these other things, and when people want you to just be informed by one thing, you're really limiting yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and it, yeah, if people just thought, oh, Jake is just a drummer. He only thinks about drumming. He only it lives for drumming, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, they really wouldn't see a comprehensive view of who you are. Mm-hmm. As a, a great husband and a great dad and a great family member and a great human and and interested in life and interested in so many different things and then that translates to the creativity that you bring to the kit.
2: Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. And that's why I'm so excited about the arena. We're mm-hmm. just going to like be a better band and then be better musicians just from hearing from great people. Mm-hmm. It's fun.
1: Thank you. Hey jake thank you so much for being our first guest thank Thank you
2: you for having me thank you so much
0: i'm so happy it was you i hope i made you proud no you did oh absolutely thank you you. i'm so excited and you leave oh wait hold on we have one last thing you have a new record coming out this friday
2: we We can't forget to talk about that yeah talk to us about of course we have
1: to talk about that yeah this will release on
0: friday
2: yes this is releasing the day of your albums release. tell us about it crazy and you'll love this so a month ago our record for a long the longest time was called i really really hope so and the cover was paul and i doing some kind of pose we love the photo mm-hmm. and we went to when we were in tokyo this is another fun thing i go out about maybe two times a tour i just like i'm usually like show ends shower call mariah in bed yeah it's just because I've, I've learned what where am my best where i'm mm-hmm. where i operate at my best and mm-hmm. it's like getting sleep. Um, <laughs> Get st- <laughs> but it's like i like, but you gotta go out and just camaraderie at night too. Mm-hmm. Cause like we hang during the day, but it's like, yeah. just go have fun when you're not on the clock kind of thing. Yeah. And we all went to this bar called Grandfather in Tokyo. Oh, and it's wow. a vinyl bar. Oh, sick. And every time they switch a song, they put the vinyl sleeve of the song up on this pedestal. So you're looking at the vinyl of the song.
1: Wow. And Paul
2: was like, hey Jake, don't be mad at me, but. I don't think I see our album up, like I don't see it playing and that being the album cover. I'm like, I don't either. And so yeah. in that moment we're like, should we just switch our album cover and the album title? And so it was fun. And that was like four weeks ago. Wait, so mm-hmm. what was it before? I really, really hope so.
0: And then it was like the star.
2: It was a star yeah. in the corner. And now it's called A Beautiful Blur, mm-hmm. which was the original title. I remember telling you that a yeah, long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. That was the original title, but as a, as we make a record or just throwing things out there and just seeing if it sticks. Um, and we really thought, I really, really hope so, was it for a while, but just something that night and I'm so glad that I went out. I was like, I could just been in there, but I was like, no, this is a perfect night just to hang with everyone. And then we changed our album cover and it was fun. Like the next three weeks, like Rupert, a team, Steve, they did like all the behind the scenes where can we, is this possible to do? Cause now we're independent as wow. a band. If we were with a the label, they'd have been like, nope. Yeah. It can't happen in yeah, that amount of time, and the whole thing but it's like, like, hey, let's really lean into this is the first time we're independent, let's change our album title and the cover. Paul had this awesome photo of like a lamp and he just kind of tweaked it to this beautiful blue and people can kind of put their own story behind it like, is that the moon? Is that like from an airplane window? We love that people put their <laughs> own thing to it. It's cool. And uh, so now our album is called A Beautiful Blur and it comes out Friday that's amazing. amazing a beautiful amazing. blur yeah i cannot wait yeah. super so fun, wonderful
0: so if you're listening to this podcast right now or you are watching us on youtube go and check out a beautiful blur by laney uh it comes out this the day this podcast comes out so don't miss it go check it go save it go to is it laney.com
2: this is laney.com this
0: is laney.com and go and check out the merch do the whole thing yes and go support the band thank you awesome Jake thank you so much. Thank man. you. Thanks for having me. We love me. you. Oh, thank you, you so guys. much man. Woo. Oh.